<clears throat> we're live we're live all right what's up cutter nation john Sintes here got an awesome guest cordell green aka at the ball player the natural ball player um just want to let you guys know don't forget i got new hats working in a uh, little bit bigger logo coming in also check out the shirts throw hard if you don't have any j bands you can go to the link in my bio on my instagram uh j bands weighted balls flush bands everything you need on there to really get started don't forget to subscribe to my podcast which is on here that also has your how to's mess with your timing for your hitters you know mess with these hitting guys like over here with cordell so cordell man welcome uh what's up man how's it going uh it's going good man um i'm pretty excited actually to be on here i appreciate you having you know a day where you can take some time out to talk to me um, obviously I love your work. I've been paying attention since I think, uh, you followed me a little bit a while ago and I like what you're doing with your pictures, your use. So that's pretty cool. Keep that up. Um, pretty much like we were talking about, I thought it was funny that you follow Joe Rogan, kind of a little funny story here. My stepdad used to fight uh, professionally and he did some UFC stuff and he got to meet Joe Rogan. He came over once and Joe is one of the funniest guys that I think I've ever met. He is off the top, pretty witty, almost Eminem witty with how quickly he can respond to people, which is, which is very rare for me to see. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, I, you know, with Joe, what I really like about him when I'm watching this podcast or whatever, it's just like, he's just so random, but it's like, I've seen him live twice and doing his shows. Yeah. And when he, he does this thing where he goes off and tries to one up himself on metaphors and everything. And it's just like, who thinks like this? Like, this is yes. ridiculous. You know, it's, <laughs> so much fun you know like yeah it's sure. hilarious to me like and even just how random people that come on this podcast it's a astrophysicist to you know astrophysicist to a a you know a fight talk to a car guy to whatever you know and so yeah it's just it's you know he's it's good entertainment if you guys don't check it out check it out on youtube or on, on the uh, podcast session in, in your ios but it's called the joe rogan experience so mm -hmm. yeah dude i'm I sure cool. you're a big fan too yeah um Speaking of the playoffs, like we were talking about a little bit earlier, I think I think uh, it's going to be Dodgers and Astros, and then from there, I don't I don't know if the uh, Dodgers can keep up with the Astros. I think the Astros have way too much young talent, and they seem hungrier than anybody else in the playoffs. At least my personal opinion, watching them play. I I, I call you know it's kind of crazy. My uncle um, ever he's in this like he call they call it like a traditional um, analog fantasy league where there's like okay. There's no, there's no computers involved. They've been doing it for a long time. It's out in Reno, and he just happened to go out there, and he just hit, you know, hits me up one day, and he's like, pick a team. I'm like, Romo just signed with the Dodgers, and I'm like, I don't got, I got a feeling. I think the Dodgers are going all the way. So it was a hundred dollar bet for me, and I mean that thing could really? pay out, like yeah, it could pay out like ten thousand to one or something like that, something crazy. I'm like, whoa, shit could get weird, you know? Yeah, definitely. Hey, man, I'm hoping for you to win that, actually. Yeah, it's right. Hey, epic. yeah, it would, for sure. I just got engaged, so, you know, they get the life started off nicely, you know? Right. Congrats on that, man. Congrats. Thank on you. I didn't Thank know that. Fill me in, man. How long you guys been uh, together? She's, uh, she's, a, she's a keeper. Uh, about a little under two years, and um, it, it went well, you know? Uh, she loves surprises, you know? So I had the whole family, you know, kind of smoke-screened it with a uh, – um, uh, the neighbor that we're at that we're at right now is having a birthday party so 
mom yeah. and sister, she's a hair and makeup artist. So the, she, uh, she made uh, her parents or her mom and her sister made her do her hair and makeup everything all day. And I said I had lessons all day and then showed up later. And next thing you know, she's crying. You know, what are you going to do? Really? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. You got witty with it. I like that. I, there's some videos going around of people that do some interesting ways of proposing to people. And I, I, I like that. I think being funny and kind of having some humor in it as well as thinking it yeah. out is always the best way to go. Oh, we're 100% goofy. Like, that's our, like, we have no shame on that. Like, I found out one day, she, she surprised me and took me up to uh, L.A. and the comedy store. And just out of nowhere, she decides she's going to turn on Pandora Disney, and she knows every song. Not only that, can, can sing, too. It's like, I found really? out a couple of things. Like, you one, you have no shame. And two, you can sing a little bit. Like, you can, <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah, no so shame. I love that. Yeah, we have we have a lot of fun together. That's probably the best mm -hmm. thing. Like we just have stupid like and she's come to Mexico on her own, no problem. Mm -hmm. Speaks speaks enough Spanish, like it's no big deal. She's seen me play down there a bunch of times. So and she That's loves cool, it. Man. You know, she That's loves cool, it. You know. Yeah. You definitely want you definitely want to be together with somebody you can get along with and is your best friend. That's at least at least for my personal experiences. Yeah, for sure. sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So okay, all right. So let's let's get let's get going. So like I said, I found you, I, I guess, I think we, we were talking just a little bit earlier, but mm. I think baseball lifestyle or one of those awesome, you know, pages that just keep everybody filled in and yeah. all the crazy, awesome stuff, um, posted a video of you. And I'm pretty sure, I don't remember which one I saw first. If you threw the ball from home plate out or you mm -hmm. hit it, I don't remember which one it was, but the uh, one, that, Yeah. No, the one that you're – yeah, the first one that we ever posted kind of around was uh, the one where I call out Mike Trout. I, I'm trying to promote the cage pro tee, and so I go, hey, Mike Trout, if you can't do this in one try, you need to go online and buy one. And so I run from behind home plate, throw from home plate, hit the scoreboard in a, in, on a throw on the line. It was the first try, which was pretty cool. It wasn't like I redid that scene. Yeah. It was the very first try. Um, and then I came out with a few other videos after that. It was like – you know, hitting a home run left-handed, and I never swung left-handed off the tee. Yeah. It was, you know, throwing it through the field goal. So that's how it all came about was some of those videos popped up on YouTube, promoting the product, and Baseball Lifestyle came about. Josh Shapiro's his name, and he hit me up. He posted some videos, and I met this guy named Matt Geringer. Matt Geringer runs Ball Player Network, Ball Player Supply, and he helps run a baseball game with Shadow Hair. So all these guys kind of approached me and said, hey, you got something here. Next thing you know, you know, I'm out there almost on the daily getting some videos and trying to post those, man. It's, yeah. it's been pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. That's that that was pretty cool, man. Now that's where I was like, well, shit. I'm like, I was like, I don't know who this guy is, but anybody can go from crow hop from home plate. Like what? Like how far would you say that would be? Like what? That's about. It's about 350 feet. It's about yeah. 350 feet. It's nothing like, but the line is what's for me impressive about it. It's not like I just threw a big old rainbow and Marshawn Lynch was at the end of it eating Skittles. It's, you know, yeah. I'm actually trying to throw a laser beam and it actually yeah. hits it. So that, that, that for me is the cool part. So, and I yet to have had anybody else. I've yet to have had anybody else send me a video. I've been wanting people to send me video of them doing the stuff. Okay. So that's what we're going to, maybe we'll start that hashtag, you know? Hashtag thrown off the scoreboard. I gotta, I gotta see what ball. I don't have a, access to a lot of ballparks around here, but I'll see what I can do. And so I can yeah. just start it. You know, I'll, I'll definitely, you know, bring. I got a buddy that's up in Huntington Beach that just posted something the other day that he went uh, through the goalpost. Um, really? Yeah, and that's about the same. That's about the same. That's what I was thinking when you just when you said it's 350. 
So I, I'm pretty sure the math equation on that is about 95, 96 miles an hour on the throw, just yep. on the distance covered. So that's, I mean, hey, you can chunk it too, you know. I mean, Slightly. you know, you know, you can get it. Same with how, you though. Same with well, you. Well, how tall are you? What's your? Uh, I'm six seven, and I'm about two oh five right now. See, I knew you were a large human. You're definitely a large yeah. human for sure. I'm only, <laughs> uh, I'm yeah. only. I'm only six three, but I'm two thirty. Okay. So I've been trying to get, I've been trying to gain the weight. I see you crushing, you know, LB. the blender ball. Yeah, for sure, LVs for sure. Right. Mass right. equals gas, or what I tell my kids hey. all the time. What I tell my kids all the time. You, you feel free to take this. Hey, six packs don't make you throw hard, bro. Come on. Yes, I love that. Hey, I had a, I had a, I had a pitching coach when I was younger. He would say something kind of similar to that. He would always say, if you're not loose, you're gonna throw like a goose. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, who the hell thinks of that? <laughs> Just a completely quack job, but uh, yeah. he's a cool dude. Yeah, those are normally the best pitching coaches that, that don't get in yes. your brain or anything. That's yeah. Yes. That's I'm awesome. Hungry. So you yeah, can. So, hey, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, speaking of like you working with kids, I love your page, man. If if people are listening to this, you know, I know that we're gonna have chit chat and we're gonna sidetrack, but. <clears throat> For real, they should go on your page and watch. You have a lot of good material, and it's it's all, you know, quickly put together, which means, you know, you see what you're supposed to do and go out and execute it. Yeah. It's not a lot of talking. It's a lot of visual. And, and for me, kids, and especially youth in general, we learn visually. We learn by seeing people do it over and over again. I think you do a really good job of showing people how you should properly get yourself ready to throw, how you should throw good drills to do. So, you know, I appreciate that, man, because no, I've a lot of quacks out there, dude. A lot of guys <laughs> have absolutely no clue what they're doing or claim they know what they're doing. Yeah. Well, that's my whole thing is like, and I don't like to reference other people or certain stuff. There's some drills that I've seen and stuff that I like to try myself before I do stuff. But this yeah. is, all my thing is this is all stuff I actually do. Like even the guys that I've, that I've played with, whatever, they, you know, they've seen me do the pivot pick stuff where I know the driveline guys like to go high on it, but I actually like to go yeah. low just because I like to create that nice arm swing to really have yeah. – and, and, and something that I haven't really put out online, and I'll, I'll give it to you. Some I kind of came up with, for me, I, I call them the rules of throwing just because mentally yeah. kids, when they hear rule, they think it's important, just like you're saying, paying yeah. attention and stuff. Yeah, so the, the sure. three rules for me that I like to promote is well, – well, first, before that, I, I like to promote what's called the gun. Instead of like mm -hmm. the inverted W – I like to have yeah. the front arm extended and then the arm down. And everybody's yep. arm down distance is a little bit different, but that's where I like to get to before I throw. Mm -hmm. So when you're in the gun, mm -hmm. yeah, when you're in yeah. the gun, the first rule is both hands have to move at the same time, right? And then the next rule is both hands can never cross, and then both hands need to pass your glove hip. And I've just noticed yep. on the guys that I've followed, you know, Chapman, um, <clears throat> Maddox, uh, a lot of these people, uh, Josh Beckett, you know, may he rest in peace. You know, I know yeah, he's, right, he's retired. Right. You know, who, who knows where that wherever that guy went? Like, yeah, he right. just threw fuel. <laughs> he just threw That's fuel there. for eighteen. Yeah, fuel for eighteen years, and then just yeah. disappeared. Like, mm -hmm. you know, um, yeah, exactly. But I started looking at all these guys who didn't have arm problems, and there were a couple yep. key things that I noticed. That those are the things that I noticed. Both hands were, and then the other mm -hmm. thing was they were actually throwing year round. Like yeah. they would, they didn't take time off just playing catch. And so even with mm -hmm. myself doing that, where it's like you're doing lessons or whatever, you know, yeah. the injury risk decreases so much just by playing catch, you know, and, yeah. you know, just like you're saying, the quack jobs and the information that goes out there. I've seen so much stuff yeah. where literally the, <laughs> you, you'll see something like, um, I'll see both extremes. Like someone will post a video of someone in Japan. And I actually play with a guy in Japan. Mm -hmm. I've done a lot of research yep. and they throw more okay. than anybody. They throw more than mm -hmm. anybody ever 
right? And then I just saw them take this drill and someone reposted said, yeah, they only they only throw it twice a week. I'm like, what? Like what? <laughs> yeah, twice like, a week. No, for for no, going off of what you said a couple minutes ago. Speaking of the three rules, I agree with with the arms. You know, if you watch these guys that have you know velocity, actual velocity versus perceived velocity, like a great guy I like to look to is Carter Caps. He had, I think, the lowest opponent's batting average uh, for anyone for anyone in the league. Yeah. And it was he does that. He gets his hand behind his butt, and you can't see that ball at all. He gets that yeah. really good tilt with that front glove arm, and so the ball just pops out on you at yeah. the end of the stride in, in the playoffs it's the same thing when they do that little slow-mo before his cutter comes along and <laughs> people are swinging and whiffing yeah his hands right behind his rear and it's it, it works it works it gets great separation you hide the ball real well until the end and i think more people should follow that and that's why i like your content because it's right on with that yeah I, it's, on. it's it's fun for me because i mean one you can see like i i, I was a hard throwing guy I would actually, I would actually consider myself. I wasn't a hard throwing guy until I started changing how I played the game because yep. when I didn't get recruited out of high school, I didn't get a college scholarship until a couple of years in, and it was because I wasn't playing the right game. I threw a no hitter. I had five pitches. I dominated my level, but yep. then I just didn't get recruited. And then I finally walk onto a JC, and then when I'm there, the next closest guy, I was 86, 88 coming in. The next mm -hmm. closest guy was 94, and I and I went to the the junior college in the Panhandle Conference, some of the Pensacola Junior College, which is where okay. Chipola is. I don't know if you were Chipola. They're like the legend. Like okay. Chipola just, they have such a deep connection in the Latin world where Jose Bautista, um, all these big leaguers have come through. Russell Martin, all these okay. international big leaguers have come through this one junior college for a year or two and they're gone. Tyler Flowers, yeah. like I, I played against all these guys that just absolutely, and with the old bats too, like mm -hmm. what in the world? Like I saw baseballs hit so far. You know, like yep. just like just grown men, and then I went to I went to Division Two after that, and I'm like, where's where's all the the power? Where's the fuel? <laughs> yeah, where like, are these guys? Where the fuel and the power go? You know, like it just wasn't yeah. the same game. You know, mm -hmm. um, yep, right. but yeah, that was the biggest thing I learned from there. Was like, crap, I don't throw hard enough to get there. So that was one of the things I kind of started there doing, but not till I got hurt and uh, I broke my elbow is really where I came back. Like, okay, if I'm gonna make a serious run at this to get back, mm -hmm. I need to make sure I'm at least. 92 93 you know and the yeah, highest that i think i ever hit was 96 so that's where that's you know i'm trying to get from there yeah yeah that's that's for most people i that if you don't know baseball that well or don't have a real background in baseball trying to gain velocity miles per hour over 90 is extremely hard to do if people don't understand that it's it's hard so when you go from like a 94 and then now you're throwing 96 97 it's a huge difference and that's why you watch a lot of these pictures that have we'll say not as good seasons you watch like Verlander he went into a funk with his velocity it dropped three four five miles an hour you watch <clears> King <throat> Felix now he's trying to just pitch out of his ass so he stays in the rotation because he has no velocity anymore you can make more mistakes with velocity so I totally agree if you can throw the ball hard you can miss your spot and get away with it but if you throw 89 and you miss that spot man that ball better have moved like no other <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I agree 100%. That's awesome. That's that's good. So, all right. So, you you invented a product, right? You sold it. But you're yep. quite the entrepreneur. Yep. Now, so you're in Seattle. So, yep. let's let's have a little little hitter pitcher debate here, right? Cuz okay. would you consider yep. would you consider yourself more of a 
a hitting coach, a pitching coach? Like, how would you can when you're doing your lesson or all around or what? I what are you trying around, to? Yeah. Okay. I try and do all around. I feel like if I'm going to be the best coach, I need to know all aspects. And so my first couple of years of doing this, I made sure to talk to the guys in the area that I knew knew their stuff. You know, there's a guy named Ian Gack. He played 13 years, I believe, in pro ball. He played down the Mexican League actually probably three, three or four years ago and did really well, but just didn't get called back and having to have an opportunity to because his family, uh, specifically his wife, had his kid. So he had, he had other priorities come up. Um, but I made sure to learn from everybody so that when I go and apply this, my kids can be the most well-rounded, you know, that's, sure. that's what it comes down to. If you're going to improve the kid, it better not, Oh, I can only teach the hitting. I don't know. Pitching, fielding, catching. I better know them all. Yeah. I'm going to be your teacher for the overall game. So 100%. I agree. Yeah. Same with you. Same people, with you. people, I can do all of it. You know what I mean? But yeah. this in the new market, I just moved over here to San Diego, like officially and being here in the off season and stuff. I get more people calling me and pitching because obviously that's what I put out. I'm sure if I yep. showed some people some hitting stuff and stuff too, like I got to hit on the hit, I got to hit on the hit tracks the other day, and I actually, you know, I left the yard a couple times. You know, no big deal. Hey! <laughs> you know, hey, so maybe, maybe, maybe I'll put a video out of me swinging it. You know, and then every, of course all the the insta coaches will come out and, and let me have it. You know, and everything, which you know, you know, when you're a pitcher, when you're a pitcher, you just do what you got to do. You know, it's not yeah. you're not worried about anything. Mm -hmm. So. All right, that brings me to a couple. That brings me to a couple ideas I just thought of, like this. Now, cage drills. Okay, uh, I personally, maybe I'm just different, but or maybe that I like the way that I like guys to train a little bit more. I am not a fan a fan of uh, front toss, especially all the time. I get it for uh, for working on your swing, being able to control where the ball goes and everything. But I think there's a big, yep. even even BP at short distance, even a, a 30 foot BP. I don't particularly yep. like it. Because yep. you don't see the flight of the ball from that there. So even when I throw BP to guys, I try to get to the back of the cage as much as I can. One, you know, I can I can actually no stride weight shift and just yep. let it let it fly and do that yep. for two hours, no problem. So it's it's a little bit different for there for me, for at least for throwing. But I know not everybody can do that. So you know, what's your philosophy on that side of the hitting? I would say for me, it depends on the hitter and what I'm trying to accomplish. Some kids learn literally so it's like if i tell you i want your elbow or i want your hands to do this for this long you need to be so specific with them that it's you know if you don't it's going to screw it up but with other hitters you know it's more timing it's more rhythm and i would i would agree with you on rhythm for sure for timing i don't like it when i'm really close because you can cheat and have a different type of swing or a different type of rhythm than if you're actually going to see a pitch and you actually struggle in a game so i totally agree with you if you can get the ball back as far in the cage and have it be as real or game-like as possible i would recommend that over anything else because that's when kids are really going to track the ball and they're going to provide results with what you're doing with them okay so if, if a kid if a kid is struggling, well, okay, let, uh -huh. a very common thing. I know you hear, I know I hear, right? Um, if a kid's struggling hitting, he's just struggling with his hitting, right? Yeah. Um, what would you feel like? I know without checking the mechanics or everything, let's just say I say he's a weaker kid. Um, he's not making strong, strong contact. What would be a couple key things that if, if you know, somebody at oh, home man. wanted to work on their own, what would you feel like would help them out? Oh, hose. Eyes on the ball, man. If you don't watch the ball hit the bat, you don't know what you're doing. And then paying attention. It all goes back to paying attention. So when I'm teaching my kids, I teach them why they miss. I want the kids to know why they're making 
the ball do this or why they're doing this with their body. Why is this happening? So they understand how to make adjustments. And you know, this, it's a game of adjustments. People are constantly trying to get you out. And what I loved about hitting was Pete Rose when he was up there with a rod and Frank Thomas, a rod and Frank Thomas are completely different hitters than Pete Rose. Pete Rose yeah. is a man. Yeah. Pete Rose for talked sure. About how he had 20 at bats and every 20 at bats, he would always go back and review where pitchers were pitching him. And he would adjust where either he was in the box, what he was doing with his approach. And that's how he stayed on top of his game. And I appreciated that because that's the real, if you're not making adjustments and trying to figure out how people are getting you out, good luck, dude. You're not going to be that guy that's going to sit there in the league forever. And, you know, just be an unreal timing hitter. You can just see the ball in the hand. You got to figure out what they're doing to you. And I'm, I'm firmly on Pete Rose's game right there. Love that. <laughs> yeah. That, that reminds me too, when A-Rod and Chipper Jones said they swung down on the ball. Yeah. Right. Good luck, dude. Let me know <laughs> <Yeah>. how it goes. <laughs> just me being a pitcher, like just think <laughs> like the, you know, when people, some people, it makes sense. Like you can almost talk them into it, you know, but as a pitcher, someone says, like, yeah, I just, you know, I really want to get the ball and cut it in half, you know, and really get the backspin. I'm like, so you, no you just want to hit ground balls to shortstop all day? Like, yeah, me being a cutter guy, I'm just going to go like this and then watch you go, oh, shit, and just, yeah, all right. Like, what's the – yeah, all right, cool. Let's see how that works out, you know. And that's yeah. that's where it's – you know, that's where I think – okay, another thing that uh, I think I saw you, you did also besides cage work, I think as much – is it's a pain in the butt sometimes. I think ball flight in a BP situation, not in the cage, you know, where you're actually on a field hitting BP really can open your own eyes and make you have self-awareness of how far the ball is going when you're hitting it. Is is that something that you progress to also in your lessons? Yeah. If if, if we can get on the field, you know, all day, it makes it way easier to actually teach the game because they're actually in the environment and the setting. So, like, in pro ball, you know, you can sometimes go out and do long tee so you can see the flight path of the ball so you can, you know, figure out, you know, actually how am I hitting the ball? How am I striking the ball? Visually, I only like hitting on fields because it gave me a goal. Like, what's the goal when you're hitting? I want to hit a bomb. I want to hit an absolute line drive to all fields. Yeah. So, for me, it gave me the motivation, the energy. In a cage, you can trick yourself. You can think, oh, man, that hit the back of the cage. But was it topping? Was it backspin? Did you side spin it? You know, what did you do with the ball? Most people don't pay attention to that. That's why a baseball field is way better. I agree. I agree. Even even the back so – like, okay, so as a pitcher, right, concepts, mm-hmm. big picture stuff. I get, I understand the back of the cage thing. I get it. Right. Mm -hmm. But if we're going, if we're going to translate that same philosophy to the field, we're just practicing hitting singles and that frustrates the shit out of me. Exactly. Well, you look at the league now, what's the league pay for? We pay for 30 plus bums and a 240 batting average. Follow the money. Yes. Follow the money. I'm all about that. Exactly. Like we pay people so ridiculously for having one good year. If we were, okay, this is crazy, and I, I might have, you know, people might get upset about hearing this, but if we're going to be real about the organization, you need to pay the young players so that they have a real contract that actually matches what they could put out. You have these super contracts like A-Rod. What did he do with the last four or five years of that mega contract? Nothing. And most guys like that don't do that. They don't perform into their 40s in baseball. It's hard to do. So why are you paying out your ass and then in debt for five years to try and somehow save your organization? Be smart, get young players, build them up and pay them healthy. And then that's the way it goes when you're older, man. Sorry. There's a bunch of younger guys that can take over. It's the way it goes, man. Pay for the product. It's the life of baseball for sure. 
Yeah, yeah, don't pay yeah. for the past. The past isn't going to somehow reappear in the future. It might have flashes, but not all the time, bro. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I love that. I love that. that's good stuff. I love your energy, man. It's you got to you got to get more, you know, FaceTime on your Insta story or something. People got to know like not only can you drop bombs and you're a 6-7 monster just like just, you know, you can just, you're a funny dude, man. You're a ball player. That's, I appreciate that, man. You know, it, being in, in you, you've probably seen this too. It's a different thing being in the real world with a ball player and being yeah. in the real world with a non-ball player. Like you might, you might movie 100. reference, you might, you might throw a little thing and yeah. someone's going to get, a, yeah. someone's got to get offended. And they're like, no, you don't, no, give it back. Like, no, you're supposed to, this, we're playing a table tennis game of your emotions. Like, come on, come yes. back in here. I came yes. strong. Now you come strong. Let's do it. You know, like, yes. that's, uh, I'm totally with you. Okay. Speaking on that, I, I can figure out people if they're a ball player based on like, do you know movie quotes? Are you a good smart ass? Are you witty? Like, that's something that I tell and I try and teach kids. Like, if you're going to be a real ball player and you're going to hang out in the locker room and try and make that your lifestyle, you better figure out how to be accepted at these levels and you better be a good smart ass you better be witty <laughs> and you better be able to be able to pun and especially on movie quotes because that's all you do man you you yeah. watch movies on the road trips with the boys you poke at people to make sure that they're not soft and that they can handle a little bit of criticism because that's what everybody's going to do you're going to have fifty-five thousand people potentially yelling at you telling you you <laughs> suck so you better figure out how to block it out that's funny that okay so that brings you back. okay so there's a couple things that I've uh, questions that I, I want to verify because like on my side of it, analyzing how, where the game's going, follow the money and everything. Yeah. Uh, I started looking at one of the reasons why I, ch I started changing how I was training. <laughs> and then not only that, how I was approaching the game as an athlete, just more as a yeah. professional because I had my own personal goals and how I thought I would get myself moved up. So yeah. I started following, okay, you got Scherzer, you got Verlander, you got all those pitchers that get big contracts, right? I started looking yeah. at, positive categories what I call you know for me you know even my fiance gives me a hard time sometimes I live in highlight land like if yeah. anything's negative it doesn't even affect me it does not go in my daily highlight it does not go in my pitching highlight like that's yes. where I stay like I'm just happy all the time like that's why I try to explain to one of my kids recently he's he went he's a left dude I just posted a video on him. lefty Chris Sale arm slot super mm -hmm. loose little mental Apparently, he went from his travel ball team, which he dominates, to his middle school team, and he saw his middle yeah. school coach here, so he had to impress him, and he got wild and threw all over the place. And I'm like, yep. bro, bro, here's my – does the coach even play the game? No? Why are you trying to impress yeah. him? Like, you call him coach. He doesn't even play. Yep. So what's the deal? You're throwing yep. it. You need to go out and dominate. So I gave him a goal, you know, and this yep. is my personal goal, too. I want one strikeout per inning every time I pitch. I like that. Mm -hmm. And so if it, when I started following the money, following Scherzer, following all these guys who were making money for the long time, King Felix and all that, they strike out over a guy in an inning. And their average mm -hmm. was stupid. It's like 1.3 an inning. That's their average. That's, that's, that's special. That's nice. We like yeah, that. those guys, yeah, exactly. those guys are going to last. Yeah, exactly. So I started making that my goal, and that's where I started seeing a jump in my game from there. Mm -hmm. And then I started seeing the kids that I started putting that on being like, mm -hmm. go out, and when you get out there, don't, in, you know, and everybody does the same thing. Everybody does their stat line. It's innings, strikeouts, walk, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and, yep. and then they barely, they might tell you about their run scored or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so that, and even run scores, that's a negative category. So I even tell them, like, yep. don't even put it in there. You yeah, say, here's, I, if you walk, if you walk the yard, right, but you strike out the yard 
and you give up zeros, it's still yes. zeros. Like it's still, it yeah. doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah. when, when, when coaches get frustrated about walking a guy or this, and that, unless you're walking a guy in, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like if I walk mm-hmm. the leadoff guy in inning, it doesn't ruin my inning. I still got to get three outs. Yeah. I can throw one pitch, get a double play, and then it never happens. You know? Exactly. You so, forget about it. Yep. Exactly. So that that stat right there, um, the walk stat and the uh, maybe the hits or the doubles or or, or mm-hmm. earn run stat, like yeah. I don't even pay attention to it. Like it's yeah. all I'm I'm just oh, you so know. Me, so, so speaking of so speaking of like positivity, right? Going back to the initial. I'm with you on that. Kids don't understand that, like, being positive doesn't just mean, hey, I'm upbeat, smiling, I'm bebopping around, things aren't phasing me. It's the ability to push through maybe some of those negative things that came through and stay with your mentality. Because in reality, if you go out there on the mound or you go up there to the plate, field, wherever in the baseball game, and you start doubting yourself, it's over. It's done. You've got to be able to stick to your one mind track. And if you can't stick to that, it's over, dude. You're not going to be able to figure out how to be consistent. And that's something that kids do a bad job of. They see all this stuff on social media. Oh, I'm not Blaze Jordan. I'm not hitting the ball 500 feet when I'm 13 years old. Dude, you're not going to be him. Let's just kick it to you real. But you can definitely work and have an opportunity to play if you continue to push yourself and you maybe grow up in yourself when you're 18 or 19, like myself, or maybe like you, when you were getting it, when you were, you know, second, third year of college, people don't understand. You don't always have to be that guy that stands out at 13. You can stay positive. You can work through it and you can <clears throat> find success, man, for sure. 100. Not to mention that those bats that one, I think I know which kid you're talking about. The one that was hitting home runs, the, the righty, uh, yep, with that, yep. with that orange, that obviously that bat, like just ridiculous. Like it doesn't. Yeah, what, yeah. Like, did you roll it? Yeah, it's not a real bat. <laughs> yeah, right. Did yeah. you bust out the old BSRs? Yeah, exactly. What, what in the world? And matter of fact, I just heard the other day a couple parents were talking about how little leagues going down. Uh, they're they're capping the the new bats or something like that. Yeah. Which, let's just yeah, let's just I, be honest. Put wood bats in your hand and let's just see how it goes. Okay. Because yeah, sometimes I, wood I, bats will go just as far. Mm-hmm. Well, that all goes back to money. That all goes back to follow the money. Yeah, for money, sure. Th- yeah, the money is what controls it, man. I would love to see all college be wood bat. Like, the, we have the NWAC out here, and I think that does wonders for getting kids drafted on top of teaching hitters how to be consistent at the plate and not getting yourself a Capertino that goes over second baseman or a little saw job and then pooping it over the third baseman's head and getting a hit. Like, it eliminates that. It forces you to be a better hitter, and it's more real with pitchers. Or, or the story of my life where it still happens. <laughs> it still happens as wood bats where I'm just like, yeah, listen, I know a right-hander's up. I understand he's trying to go oppo. I need the right fielder to play the flare extremely, okay? Yeah, Extreme right. flare. Yeah, like he needs to be in into the line. I don't care. If, if he hits it into the gap, it's my fault, not his. Okay, yeah. you got it? Yeah, it's, yep. I mean, that's yeah, enough. Man. If you know, if you know yourself as a pitcher, like that's almost like I even tell my, like, I got a couple of really good guys that are athletes can try to learn how to pitch as sophomores and stuff like that. And they're like, they, they overthink it. They're like, well, shouldn't I do this? And I'm like, no, 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 bro. Get to the top and let it fly. That's all you need to do. Yeah. I'll show yep. you how to make it dance later. Like, that's easy. <laughs> like, I guess sure, we can make the ball dance anytime, any day of the week. Like, yeah, exactly. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? That's, that's not hard. The easy, the hardest part is teaching you how to commit to throwing the ball as hard as you can and not giving a shit when it leaves your hand, you know? 
Yeah, but that but that but that all comes from being around people. Like, all right, if I'm gonna kick it to you real out here, we got like a lot of Microsoft, we got a lot of Amazon out here, we got these huge companies, right? So people have, you know, money out here. And so you get these dads that don't spend time with their kids or moms, you know, I'm not gonna say that moms can't throw too, but don't throw athletically or athletic looking. And people like we're talking about are visual learners. So half the problem is is dad can't throw more than forty five miles an hour and it looks <laughs> weird. And so that's why the kid's gonna follow in that footstep because he watches him throw. Yeah. If you got if you got kids just only around ball players and especially professionals, the game would be so much better ten years down the road. Everyone would would have velocity, I believe, at least their highest velocity. And you would have hitters that would rake. I think it would be pretty good for the game. Well, just think about it, too. Like, there's a reason why the Latin countries dominate, because those kids go to the ballparks with their dad. Like, Vlad Jr., like, all day. Like, that's all they do. That's all they do. Like, they're just outside all day throwing, doing all this stuff. That's all they do. I'm so glad you brought it up. Okay, so if we're gonna if we're gonna be real here, if I was to have my kid just not go to school, right? Somehow I had a boom, little Cordell Jr. pops up. <laughs> I would not have him go to school. I would have him just train baseball because if we're gonna be real, if my kid's a first rounder, like if I think I'm talented enough to make that and produce that, I definitely think five million dollars gonna change that kid's life. For Rather sure. Than I'm gonna go to high school and get in debt out of college like a hundred G's if I go to a big university since they give out no full scholarships anymore because the title nine, that's a whole other story. But then it's okay. We'll go Juco. Juco is all or nothing. I'm a big Juco. fan of Juco yes. first. Cause you're going to play and then you yes. can go from there. Yes. I'm with you there. It makes no sense to go out right out the gate unless you know, okay, I'm Hunter green. Woo! Yeah. Bombs, throw gas, do everything. Yeah. Unless you're that guy, don't go do that. Go play Juco, go play somewhere where you're going to actually see some real innings as a freshman. Cause it's all about your reps. It's all about your 100%. 100%. We're, on the, we're on the same. I, I, already feel, I already feel like some nice, like, I've got some business ideas thing going in my head right now with you. And then we hey. get it. Hold on. We got to, we're going to get some things going for sure here. We're definitely, yes. we're definitely going to get some stuff going here, especially since yes. you're a, I mean, and I look, don't sell yourself short. You're a six, seven monster. Obviously genetics are on your side, you know, like yeah. we just I need some kind of, we need some kind of like, you know, something to complement that, you know, like I don't, yep. you know, the woman, you know, she's got to be some kind of star volleyball player or, you know, you know something hey, like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. My, uh, uh, I, my mom said she always saw me dating a, a black woman. I don't know. I'm not saying, it's not offensive. I'm just saying she just said my grace. Mom, mom was thinking like you then. So I've got, yeah, yeah, right, right? All right. No, All right, yeah, man. I got, I got lucky, man. My dad, was, my dad played pro ball. Um, he played in the Brewers system. Um, and then he quit after a couple of years of playing double A. And then my mom, she was real tall. She was six one, and my dad was six four. So I kind of hit it in the height department and got lucky that both of them played a little bit here and there. So there you go. Was, yeah, that for was sure. Lucky tick. For sure. I love your idea on that. Cause that's a, there's actually a couple of homeschool kids that I do, which I don't know if you've got into that market, but we'll talk after, but mm-hmm. like yeah. do it in the daytime. And like, it's just, those kids are just so much more advanced on their stuff because they have like the parents understand the civic like oh look he can do his you know i've got one kid that we we do throwing or pitching but he comes from a weightlifting class uh where his all his brothers and sisters do this like strength training class it's like a small crossfit thing 
and then they come over. He comes over to me, does his throwing, and then they go do their homework and stuff. I'm like, oh my like, god, it makes so much sense, you know? Like it's way easier. Like let's be real here. I can't. Okay, if you're gonna think of daytime, nighttime, right, and that relationship with what you can do with your daily activities. So we'll say like I'm not gonna go throw at 7 p.m. for most of the year if I don't live close to the equator, which most people don't live close to the equator, especially the higher you go, right? In the, yeah. in, the, in the country. So we'll say that like, I know it gets dark here already at like 6, 6 p.m. So most of the kids need to do that during the day, but what are they doing? They're, they're at school for eight hours a day and they're bored out of their mind, most of them. It, Dying. it kills it, it kills yeah. it, it kills yeah. it. I get all these kids that come in at like two or three o'clock and they're just like, they want to go crazy. They got so much pent up energy. They want to just run around like uh, the guy from Wild Thornberries. You know what I mean? Yeah. Literally how they are. And if we, if we lessen school, if we put way less hours into school and we promoted more activities and being yeah. out in the old and like out and doing things, I think kids would be better off. I think they'd be better off. Sure. Well, listen, that we're going back following the money now because we know where the money yes. goes on that. That's not going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, that's, once you figure that out, like, I, I don't remember when, I was before I got hurt. I think, yeah, it was before I got hurt in college and I started being like, because I got hurt basically because my coach told me that if I threw, if I threw a different way, it kind of changed how I threw, then I would throw harder and I would get drafted because the yeah. scout said they wanted me to throw harder. I think I was already throwing like 90, 91. And my first real, because my first two years in JUCO were, mm-hmm. uh, I got, okay, I, got, I threw submarine for a year, which I hated it because I didn't throw, and I, I didn't pitch in a meaningful game. We were up 10 or down 10. Yeah. And then the next year, they released me. And they were like, oh, well, we don't think you, I'm like, so I didn't even play. Like, and I was like, so I went back, reinvented myself. The next thing you know, I pretty much on my own, long toss and doing stuff. I'm back to 8990, you know? Yes. And then even then I was even then I, I wanted to keep doing what I was doing to keep gaining and then I got shut down by my coach again. Oh, you can't do that. You're throwing too much, blah blah blah. You know, and I'm like, People well, that man. yeah, exactly. And I mean, it, even then like now nowadays when someone says like back 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 in that day, this term was always around. Rubber arm. Oh, you got a rubber arm. You got a rubber arm. And now I'm offended because that means you discredited all my work. Right, like yep. now you're not, yep. like oh, I, you can just pick up a ball in your arm. So you got one of those rubber arms. Like, no, 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 no. This is all hard work. Like, I understand the talent side of stuff, but everybody that I've seen more than anything, like, I don't think talent is a big of a factor because the consistency of work is really what grows everything. Like, yeah, yes. there's yes. one, there's a hundred green one time. Yeah, exactly. And and okay, and how many? Like, this was amazing. Ken Griffey Jr. Hall of Fame, right? He was the first number one overall pick to be in the hall of fame just come on let's open up our eyes and see that yeah. it's, it, that's pretty amazing to me considering baseball has been around for what over a hundred years yeah. and what what did his dad do the kid was at the ballpark every day throwing and hitting on his own like yeah. all right hey hey aside little thing he said they interviewed him and, they, and he was like or they go hey so when did you know you could play big league ball and he was like when i was 14 and it's the same thing with Prince Fielder. Prince Fielder said it when he was 13. When, he, when I was hitting home runs behind Cecil, when they baby at, B, at BP, he was like, I knew I could play in the big leagues. I was like, there it is. They play every day. They're in the locker room. They figured it out. Yeah, exactly. Hacking the system. I hear you. All right, dude. Well, look, this is great. Yeah, this is great. I don't want to give too much of your time. I got to be heading out yes. just a minute. But, dude, you. we're definitely going to do this again. I got some ideas because this format, this platform right here, we can do eight people at once. 
So oh, I want to get a nice round table of some guys that I think you'll like. I already got some ideas on the guys, and we'll try to see if we can get a schedule together and get everybody together on this. Because this, you know, we could really, you know, I, I was thinking about if everybody brought like three questions to it, and we yep. just let it let it shine in this, you know, right here. I really think this is something we could, you know, really get get going with this for sure. Little free bird with it, I like it. Sign me yeah, up. Yeah, for sure, definitely, definitely. All right, dude. Well. Guys, uh, uh, Cordell, where can they follow you at one more time um, for all your they stuff? They can follow me at The Natural Ball Player on Instagram. Um, I have some YouTube stuff. It's, you know, The Natural Ball Player on YouTube as well. It's not as kept up as much, and I'll make sure to change that. But you can go onto my website, thenaturalballplayer.com, pick up merchandise. I got my logo and everything else coming out. So I appreciate the opportunity to platform on here with you, dude. It was a blast, man. I, yeah, I'm man. Nice to meet you. Soon, man. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I got, like I said, I've got a bunch of buddies that I already know. Like, well, it's, you know, the, the movie references and everything will be aggressive for sure. Definitely. Yes. yes. Okay, cool. So, all right, guys. So uh, last thing, don't forget, if you don't have your J bands, you don't have any weighted balls, if you don't have any flush bands going, make yourself better, train smarter. All right. And if you want to support me and grab a little throw hard shirt, because that's, my number one thing right there so we'll see we'll see what we can do out there with you see if we can get you some nice gear these yeah, are super soft try blend super soft shirts here so uh and the new shirt just came out uh yesterday strikeout savage that's probably my favorite one right now so you know just out there just trying to make waves cause problems so uh yeah. last thing don't forget throw hard and cordell appreciate it love it thanks brother i appreciate it. make sure always breathing through your eyelids right yeah, for sure. Yeah. Keep it the lava lizard. Lava lizard, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Have a good All right. Man. All right. Appreciate it.